Hey guys, welcome back to Tap That Easy Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Walters. In this episode, we head up to Prescott to hang out with the people behind the newest brewery in northern Arizona. First, don't forget to check out the Facebook post from Monday for the Blue Pint Society Beer School 11 episode. We're giving away a ticket, one ticket to two different people. So make sure you guys go to the social media post and see how you can win. Also... AZ Barrels, Bottles, and Brews is this Saturday, November 23rd. Tickets are still available. azbottlesandbrews.com. Go check them out. Get your tickets. All right, let's get into this one. So, Gene Marie from Lazy G reached out a few months ago and was just saying, hey, we're starting this new brewery up. We'd love for you to come up once we open up. I'll keep you updated. And... I've been excited ever since to check out a new brewery. Go up to Prescott. Always looking for a good reason to go up to Prescott. And we finally got things all set, ready to rock. So went up there, hung out with these guys. Amazing, awesome people. The brewer that they got, Travis, stewed top-notch. Expect big things out of them for sure. Amazing food, great people, great beer. Seems to be the theme with Arizona Brewery. So maybe that's why I love them so much. So... Let's get into this story. Let's tap into Lazy G Brew House. All right, so we are in Prescott. This place is beautiful. This place is beautiful. The Waze app uh, took me down the alley, so I had a little bit of a scenic route here. Uh, but <laughs> scenic down the trailer park. Yeah, <laughs> yes. And then I'd come around the corner down here, and I see this big, huge building, and, and I've seen pictures of it, and I was, it's very impressive in pictures. But then you come here, and it's this place is awesome. So I'm very excited. Cool. Before we get into it, though, before I start gushing about how how much I love this place, uh, let's meet everybody. So let's start with this gentleman over here. I'm Travis. I'm, I make beer. You are the beer maker here. Excellent. That's a very important role at a brewery. Eh, mildly. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And you? Jean Marie, and I'm one of the owners. Excellent. And? Jim Bellington, uh, one of the owners and 24-7 resident. 24-7 resident. <laughs> yeah. Now, I don't think you guys fully covered. Like, you guys were pretty, uh, uh, pretty casual about your roles. I'm sure that there are another 15 to 30 things that are part of those responsibilities, right? Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, so you guys just, uh, just opened up, right? This is, when did you guys open the doors to this place? August 23rd, so we're in week six. Nice, yeah. nice. How's it going so far? Uh, it's been going great. The yeah. community's been uh, really turned out. We've had a great uh, response, and people have been extremely positive to everything we're doing here so far. Yeah, nice. Well, from the looks of it, it, it I mean, it's it's uh, it's more than just, just a little tap room. I mean, you guys have outside seating. You've got food, right? I thought I smelled food. I don't know if Travis just brought food and didn't bring us any, or you guys are making food. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no, we have a full kitchen, so keep them busy. Very cool. And yeah, outside seating this time of the year, it's perfect for that. Um, So this seems like the quintessential community gathering spot. Yeah, it has been. Um, People are are loving the fact that uh, we do have that outdoor space like you talked about, which is dog-friendly, kid-friendly. We've got uh, games out there, cornhole, giant Jenga, got a stage in the back for some live music. Ooh, nice. Uh, weather gets into the fall. We've got fire pits and outdoor heaters. 
So as you mentioned, uh, people are really loving just coming and hanging out with friends and family. Yeah. Excellent. I wish I lived closer. Like, I, I know you you guys, I don't know if you have an extra room that I can tell my wife. I'm like, hey, I got to go work and press. We, we, yeah. we, got, we got room in the trailer outside. Oh, you got the trailer. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You, can, you can stay there. Excellent. All right. Have I'm, enough beers. You won't care where you're sleeping. Yeah, exactly. That'll keep me warm, right? Yes. Uh, so, so what made you guys decide to open up a, a brewery? Uh, well, we've owned the trailer park. This used to be a trailer park since oh, 1945. Gotcha. Okay, the, the a, property itself. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, okay. and we had owned that since 2007, and uh, we bought it with the thoughts of someday opening a brewery. So oh. we've oh. been dreaming and planning and plotting, and now here we are. Wow, so. and that's uh, yeah. That, when, there's a lot involved with that. Yeah, when yeah. we got it in 07, we did not purchase this to get in the trailer park business because i wouldn't advise that (laughs) for anybody to do yeah uh the only positive thing we got out of that was aside from this beautiful piece property it was just a lot of good stories uh from all the cast of characters that resided in the trailer park cast of characters (laughs) gene's face yeah understatement yeah there'll be a few beers named after some of them (laughs) Ah, that is that is awesome so well so you bought the property so how new is this building itself it's all brand new just yeah it was built from the ground up so we we had here on the property about 16 spaces for trailers and a little duplex house so we had to clear the entire site the house was built in 1940, great little house. We didn't want to shove it into the landfill, so we actually had it moved across town. Wow. And we donated, and there's people living in it now, and uh, it allowed us then to do a ground-up build and design it, just what we have here. So we wanted this big open space that we have on the interior, kind of the look and feel of a brewery, a tap room. Uh, I've got the big glass window looking from the bar and restaurant into the brewery itself. And then all the outdoor space, because here in downtown Prescott, there's not a lot of uh, areas that have outdoor dining or outdoor kind of just recreational space associated with their bar or restaurant. Yeah. Got a lot of historic buildings, and they just didn't include that kind of space. So it's pretty unique what we've got going on here. Yeah, I I agree, because there are some great places downtown, uh, Mm -hmm. but you're, you're, you know on the second story on at whiskey right. row or something, right. Looking right. out at the beautiful weather. Right? So, so that's it. That was, I, I, that was a key part of the vision was having that, that outdoor space. That's awesome. Yeah. What? So, but why brewery though? Like why, why beer? Like, have you guys always been into, into beer? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Another <laughs> understatement. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, our uh, poor kids and grandkids have never done anything except for vacations always at a brewery uh, you know you might take them to disneyland but there's a brewery involved somewhere yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. so, so, to, so to kind of put that in perspective in one of my former employers many years ago i was getting ready to make leave the company after 14 years and they went to Jim marie and they said hey we want to get jim a really cool gift you know a nice going away gift to say thanks does he want to watch does he you know what would he like and Jim Marie goes, a kegerator. <laughs> we still still have that kegerator. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Always nice. has beer on tap at home. And, and you knew that you knew like there wasn't even a question. You're like, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that yeah. was back in the days where you couldn't buy them. So it's an, uh, oh, you know, it's a commercial one. Yeah. Per, and they looked at me like I was crazy, but they're yeah. going, okay, we get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
What so. about brewing? Do you, have you guys have you guys home brewed? Uh, I've home brewed okay. for quite a few years, yeah. but uh, knew enough that we needed a a, a real brewer. Yeah, you know, uh, for me to go back there. You know, and think that I could, you know, run all that equipment and knock out any kind of a quality beer was, you know, I'd only be kidding myself. So, yeah, we're very fortunate to have Travis and uh, couldn't be happier that he's here with us. I think Travis is pretty excited, too. He was telling me about his uh, his new living space, and he's a little different than Southern California. Yeah, very happy to be out of there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we're going we're gonna to jump into – I'm, I'm going to hammer Travis with a bunch of questions. Not hard questions, but I hope you're okay with bragging about yourself a little bit. Stump no, that, the brewmaster. <laughs> yeah. So but we'll get to that in a second. But but as far as your guys – so you buy this place, you want to – it was a – it was a, a, a trailer park and now you want to make, start building this brewery so what was the planning stages like from the time you bought the property till six weeks ago oh so literally as Jim marie was saying i mean for years we just we talked about it and talked about it and we and as she said we we visited a lot of breweries i mean that's always been a big part of our life always seeking out new beers to try take a look at what someone else is doing whether it's here in arizona or just anywhere in our travels Talked about it over a lot of pints. And, research? Uh, yeah. Yes. A lot, <laughs> a lot of research and development was conducted, definitely. And it got to a point where it's like, you know, we, we either need to stop talking about this or we need to do it. So that, that was in 2017, and we made the decision, okay, let's, let's move forward with this. Yeah. And we had our first meeting with the city of Prescott in June of um, 2017 and uh, broke ground in uh, November of 2018. And opened up here in just uh, about six weeks ago, end yeah. of August. S- smooth process then, right? Oh, no I wouldn't obstacles. Say, I, I wouldn't <laughs> say that. There, there, was, there was more than just a few little bumps in the road and delays yeah. and cost overruns and typical for any project. But um, yeah. we, uh, we got through it all and we got it to the finish line. And, and uh, it's like I said, it's, we've had an amazing response from the community. Yeah. What about the name? Like, what about the? Because I mean, I, I know as we all know, it's usually like their three or four hundredth choice, right? Is usually the, way, the one you get to go with. So where where is Lazy G? That was the name of the trailer park. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, like the that. original sign sits right up there on the nice. wall. So Lazy G, it was just fortuitous, you know. Yeah. Got to just keep it. Was where was there any like? Obviously, there was not another Lazy G. <laughs> no, there wasn't. No, we trademarked the name. That was kind of all the little things we've been uh, doing in the background the over the years. Yeah. So we got it trademarked quite a while ago. After we heard a few yeah. horror stories about people losing their name yeah. right. because they hadn't trademarked it. Yeah. yeah. But uh, And then the Lazy G, I always thought, had to do with we're, we're situated right along Granite Creek. Oh, gotcha. So okay. I always thought the G was for Granite Creek until some people came in here a few weeks ago. And they were actually the grandkids, adult grandkids of the people who originally bought the property. And their, their last name was Gale. So it was uh, the Lazy G for their last name. Wow. That's and pretty they, cool. And they thought it was fantastic what we had done here and what we had done with the trailer park that their grandparents and then parents ended up, you know, operating for many years. Yeah. And we were actually only the third owner of the trailer park since uh, 45. Wow, gotcha. Okay, and that's cool. That I mean, you guys were in the whole pro- like, were you open when they told they so they came in? Yeah, and they then came told in and they, they, they were just yeah, having yeah. Having, yeah. having lunch, and um, 
someone kind of gave me a heads up that they wanted to talk to me and went over there and it was really cool, you know, yeah. to get a more insight as to the history of the whole property. Absolutely. Yeah. Because it already had a cool, cool story. Then it just adds some more depth to it. That that's, that's really cool. Of not just like just the name, but like the actual ground that we're on. There's like right. so much that, that goes along with that. Wow. And so then you, you guys said, all right, we're opening. We got to get a guy to make us some beer. So that was this gentleman, right? <laughs> Travis, Travis, you've been, how long have you been in beer? Like how long have you, uh, I've been uh, brewing professionally for 15 years. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. And are you you said you grew up, uh, you're from California. Yeah. I've lived in California my whole life up until this year. Gotcha. Okay. All right. And same thing, homebrewing, like just, I, how I, did I, you? I homebrewed for a couple of years before, okay. uh, started, uh, working in a brewery okay that's what got me interested what what uh what was it before that though like did you grow up in northern california i, I grew up in southern california but okay. uh, spent my 20s in in sonoma county so sierra nevada is a big influence oh well, sierra nevada was a has always been a staple awesome beer that's what yeah. i you know as a beer consumer yeah what i uh, grew up on yeah it's funny because i ask i ask a lot of brewers i'm like what is that like what is that the beer like what is the beer that got you into craft beer and nine out of ten times like sierra nevada like the, the pale ale yep yeah. sierra nevada pale ale. that was the uh the first uh, keg of beer we put in the kegerator oh nice and that was that was back in the 90s and and it's still an awesome beer yeah it is mm-hmm. it really is yeah yeah, yeah. anything that, that sierra nevada puts out i'm like i'm getting it like i usually don't like a you know a christmas ale but Sierra Nevada, so it's going to be oh. good. <laughs> Cele- Celebration Ale, that's a great one. Oh, Celebration, I can't wait for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's coming out soon. Yep, yep. It, you got it on your you got it on your timer on your phone, right? <laughs> 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 so, so you start home brewing for a little bit, and then you start to do it professionally. What made you want to take that that dive well, into? That, it was an interesting transition. Uh, yeah, I was I went to school to uh, with a criminal justice background. I worked for the Sonoma County Sheriff's Department. And, you know, I, I was interviewing with a lot of agencies uh, and not working at, at this one part of my life and uh, was also a home brewer. And I had this opportunity to go into this brewery and uh, learn from a professional standpoint. And I ended up uh, loving it so much that I abandoned the career that I was setting out to, yeah. to, to enter and just started making beer. Wow. I'm glad you did. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are glad too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, what were you going to do? Like, what, what did you want to do with criminal justice? Okay, well, this is uh, the odd, odd story. So I, I was actually in process uh, with the California Department of Alcoholic Beverage Control <laughs> while <laughs> I made that transition into as a brewer. So were you – so in a way, you were kind of doing research as a home brewer to, like, to get an idea of how your, your – um, the I don't say competition, but the people – you were after. That's not, that's not a good way to look at now. <laughs> he was doing research well, once again. Yeah. Well, I, I did find that uh, a lot of people uh, like brewers. Yeah. And not a lot of people like cops. Right. <laughs> that's right. That is true. That is true. So, so when did you? Um, can you say where you started? Like where? I where started was... at uh, Russian River Brewing Company in wow. Santa Rosa. So you were gonna downplay that. You're gonna downplay it. <laughs> Russian River is like iconic, so uh, I was I brewed there for five years um, in the pub wow. mostly, and then a little bit at uh, the first production facility. Okay, 
Gotcha. So you made a lot of Pliny. I made and, a lot of Pliny. And Blind Pig. Yeah. <laughs> I went to California, was it three years ago with, with my dad? And uh, so he's in Ohio. I live out here. So once a year, we fly somewhere, meet, and hit up breweries. Like, that's, the, that's our thing now. So we were uh, in San Francisco, and I was hunting for Pliny. Like, I was, I'm like, I've never had it. I've heard these amazing stories. And I found it in some dive bar on, like, Hate. What is it? Hate Ashbury? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Is that Toronado? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. They, they get all the the plenty they want there. Yeah, <laughs> they they sell a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. I mean, I, that's that's an understatement. But uh, so you're at Russian River for for five years. That's where you started. And and where where did you go from there? So I, I left uh, uh, Northern California to go back to Orange County. Uh, both me and my wife, uh, have, our families are from there, and we started having kids. And it was very difficult to be away from family. So we moved very close to family and realized that was just too close to family. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But, yeah, I moved down to Orange County and worked uh, for the brewery. Uh, Oh, the brewery, what is it, Tarot or what? B-R-U-E-R-Y. Okay. Um, Worked there for a couple of years and then I moved down to San Diego. Gotcha. Okay. And then that's what happened at that point. In San Diego, I I, uh, went down there to work at this pub that we don't talk about. Okay. (laughs) Uh, That was kind of a disaster situation. But what it it did allow uh, to happen was uh, to, uh, for me and my, at that point, future business partner, uh, to uh, uh, found Society Brewing Company. Okay. Gotcha. And that was in in San Diego? That's in San Diego. That is in San Diego, yeah. Yeah. so w- w- through through your years of, of brewing, were there certain like specialties that that you had or that you have or, or beers that you prefer to make or? Well, w- with my background uh, from Russian River, you know, the, the hoppy side of things has been become what I've been known for. Okay, um, that through society, but uh, you know, personally as a brewer, I like clean, well made, simple beers, and you know, I, I it doesn't have to have something weird or unique to be really good yeah yeah and uh, you know that's part of my brewing philosophy is just just make something that i want to drink sure and if, if i want to drink it you know maybe you want to drink it yeah too. <laughs> right. do you guys want to drink what he's making oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes uh so i think by the time this episode comes out you guys will have already uh released the beers because so you're open Excellent. for business got some great guest taps on but your beers, Travis's beers, are about to hit the hit the market, right? They they are. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're they're coming out next week. Okay, you know that's been the question since the day we opened. When's your beer going to be ready? When's your beer going to be ready? What's yeah. Travis brewing? So uh, we're about to uh, release those um, next Thursday. Okay, nice, nice. So it, and so you you get to hide behind the glass, right? When people are like, "Hey, well, the glass is not." A, it turns out it's not a great uh, place to hide behind. Right. <laughs> that is true. That is true. You can. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. They're like, "When's your beer coming?" I'll oh, talk to talk to them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, what is what is going to be what is going to be released? So we're gonna tr- we're gonna taste them here in a few minutes. A, a few of them, right? What we'll is taste a few? Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you got coming out? So on Thursday, the uh, 17th. 17th, thank you. Uh, of October. We're going to be re- uh, releasing um, a dry stout on nitro, okay. uh, a blonde ale, and then two versions of an IPA, two, ver- two versions of IPAs, okay. a West Coast style and a New England style. Wow. That's a great range. Like, that is a good, that it, I feel it, that hits all marks, mm-hmm. right? 
And like, then, you know, shortly after, we'll have more beers coming out. We've got yeah. a couple of porters that, uh, that are in the works, uh, American lager, uh, pre-prohibition style, so it's got a lot of, lot of hop character. Nice. And, uh, you know, a little bit farther down the road, we've got uh, a pale ale and... Uh, a little bit after that, a, a Doppelbach for the uh, holiday season. Ah, nice. Now, did you get input, Jim? Did you get input on what to... Uh, oh, we've talked to... about it a little bit. So, yeah, yeah there's there's a little uh, back and forth and, you know, kind of just planning what sh- we should come out with. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, what we've got re- to be released next week, like you said, I think kind of hits a lot of, you know, a lot of different palates. You know, the people that like a little bit of a dark beer... The IPA crowd, which is a big one, as we all know, sure. yep. and you know, and then something a little bit lighter. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm excited to try some of these. Uh, not yet, though, right? We'll, we'll, we'll wait. <laughs> you see me like shaking my leg. I'm like, ah. Um, now, uh, Travis, you just went to um, GABF, right? I did. Yes, you were. Uh, I, I, a judge? I judged, judged there uh, for the for the third time at okay. GABF. Uh, great experience. You know, it's it's wonderful to sit down with. Some of the best palates in beer in the world, yeah, uh, and discussing what is right and what is wrong with the, all these these samples, and it's it's a very uh, very very valuable experience. Can you can you go into to and go as far into depth as as you'd like? But I know everybody, especially just I think there was eight awards given out to Arizona breweries this year. Yes, uh, pretty awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, three years in a row for the with a clandestine from Saddle Mountain. That's mm-hmm. pretty much unprecedented, right? I mean, at least in Arizona beer. Uh, how how in depth can you get on the process? Like, what do you guys? Because I know everybody was curious as right, what does a judge go through when they're judging these beers? Well, it it it, it sounds like it's a lot of fun, but it's you know, actually a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. you're, you're tasting, especially on the, on the first few days when you're doing all these first round beers. You're you're giving feedback to the brewers, and you know the brewers are paying good money to enter this competition to receive this feedback. Yeah. So it's important to give the the, the information that they're looking for. You know, what what is this beer that I'm tasting, not knowing what what it is, who who made it, anything. I just have this beer blindly in front of me. What is it? Do you, I, you don't I even know style. Uh, we have categories. So okay. Okay. Style, so you at least know that, that, that it's that's, that's it. it. Yeah. And uh, so. Roughly uh, judging about sixty different beers a day, and having to give this detailed feedback on you know the appearance, the aroma, the flavor, the mouthfeel, the carbonation, whether there's technical defects or not, and uh, whether it fits into the style category that it was entered. Okay. And uh, so it's, it's actually quite a bit of work, and it's it's eight hours of sitting, writing, and. Really not drinking enough to get drunk. Yeah. So, <laughs> right. well, yeah, it's, I think it's what people think of, like, oh, beer judge, that's awesome. You just pound beers. Well, actually, no. Yeah. And that, after the at least the third day of, of doing this, uh, you don't drink a lot of beer, but you get sick of it at the same time. Really? <laughs> right. It's like, uh, I don't know if in, in the party days, you guys did the hour power. It was like a shot of beer every, yeah. Yeah. So it's like that, only... The, the unfun version of that, right? <laughs> so, yeah, because all of a sudden yeah. you're, you're, you're working instead of just relaxing and enjoying a beer. Yeah. So, but, but as you were saying, you know, it's, it's a huge amount of responsibility. Uh, yeah. Because it's, it's the, you know, it's, it's the most prestigious beer competition. 
um, probably alongside what World Cup. Yeah, the World Beer Cup and and Great American Beer Festival. That, those are the the ones that I would uh, say are the uh, ones that matter. Yeah, the gold standard of yeah, yeah. Well, it's interesting too because for you to to give that feedback on you know like you said sixty beers and you're drink you're tasting sixty beers in eight hours, but that's almost like asking somebody, hey, I want you to tell me what you think of my book. Now only read this page, right? You know, it's a thriller. That's all I can tell you. Read this page because you're just taking a of course small sip. Yeah, you're, you're taking small sips, and it's really hard to experience a beer doing that. Yeah. So yeah, you don't you miss out a lot of the the experience of what that beer could be. But at the same time, we have enough information, sensory information, to give uh, feedback. Yeah. How do you get into that? Like, how do you get? How did you? How were you chosen to be um, a judge at one of the the biggest competitions? Uh, in the there, world? There's an application process. You know, you have to have uh, references. People have to recommend you for the the uh, for it. Okay. And uh, it took me about three years on a waiting list to get into the judging from yeah. uh, when I first applied. And so, and there's probably so many people that want to do it, right? Like, how many judges do they have? Uh, it's in, it's close to 300. At I was going to say hundreds or dozens, or but yeah, hundreds, yeah. Because what? Yeah. How many entries were there this year? Close to 8,000. There's more than that. There was uh, more than 9,000 entries. 9,000. Wow, that's a lot of beers to. Yeah. Judge. Well, and, and I think what's interesting, what a, not, a lot of people probably don't realize, is when you're judging the beers, um, you're not just judging it just to pick the winners. You're ju- like you said, you're, these people are paying money to get feedback. Like a lot of them, you know, there's the hope of like, yes, I hope we win a medal, but at the very least, I want professional feedback ab- about our beer. So there's a whole other level of responsibility. I think that's the most valuable uh, part of the uh, sure. the competition is that feedback. And yeah, it's fun to win medals. Yeah, I mean, everyone <laughs> thinks it's fun to win medals, but yeah, uh, having these palettes. Uh, give honest feedback on your beers is is probably more valuable sure yeah well, can you say what you what you, what your category was this year oh, i had a quite a quite a few categories oh you know, yeah okay okay so yeah. They had, there's a, a morning session and afternoon session and you get three flights okay. in, in each of those and so each each flight could be a different style um different category for a total of uh you know Whatever you do, the math. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You already laughed me. I was like, wow, that's too many numbers. Too many numbers. And then, yeah. and then you judge. You end up judging some of the medal rounds as well. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So uh, you, you, okay. I ended up doing two medal rounds this uh, this year. And uh, it's fun, but that's where the you know the boxing gloves come out. And that's where it's a little bit more. It's, 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 you're not giving the, the feedback on those medal rounds, but uh, you're, you have to weigh in with these other high quali- uh, highly qualified judges and uh, put, make sure that your opinion counts. Yeah. And they, oh, yeah, and I'm sure everyone's like, well, now this needs to be the winner. Like, no, there's no way. That's not... Well, yeah. Usually, there's a, a, a lot of agreement. There very is? very okay. rarely does it uh, come down to a, wow. an actual argument. That's impressive. That, that is impressive. I wouldn't, ex- I wouldn't expect that. Not in a negative way, but I would expect more strong personalities of, you know, pulling in different directions. But... That shows you the, I guess, the science behind tasting a beer. Of, and you're basing it on um, the the guidelines, right? The style guideline. Yes. Well, so there's quite a bit of a big difference between homebrew competitions and uh, professional competitions like like GABF. Uh, you know, with homebrew, the goal is to try to match a style. Okay. So you know, the goal is different in 
in professional competitions, it's okay. What what does this fit in? And now, what's the best beer in this 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 group? Yeah. So, it uh, it's it's not about hitting parameters. It's about making well made beer and then finding the category that that fits in. Mm, interesting. Okay. All right. Seems very complicated. I'm going to stick with this and just drink the beer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Stick to drinking the beer. <laughs> yes, a lot, so, a lot more enjoyable, probably. Yeah, yeah. But, but Travis, I, I appreciate that insight into because I know everyone wonders about that, especially now with Arizona starting to win these these things and and understanding all that goes behind it. But back to Lazy G. So the smells of food, you guys, full kitchen as well. What what is what does that look like? Um, we like to call it comfort food with you know a a, a twist upscale little upscale twist and nice um mostly burgers and sandwiches salads and uh, li- and we actually have a grilled cheese of the day that was oh. like something that we really wanted was a yeah. unique grilled cheese that changes every day interesting so what are some of the some of the takes you have on that Oh, a lot of a lot of the ingredients end up having beer in it, surprisingly, okay. <laughs> along yeah. with the beer cheese. That might even be one of our our most popular items is the beer cheese. Oh, they make nice. it fresh every morning and come out and just get it right out of the tap. So what the cheese? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. That like, would this be awesome. Is, <laughs> I, if you don't have that going on, I please do that. Just call it the tap that AZ beer cheese tap, and yeah. Uh, <laughs> so. But that's that's cool too because it, but it adds another element to this whole thing, though, right? Another element of complexity of just opening opening a tap room, right? Oh, absolutely! Yeah. And we wanted to be something for everybody, and we wanted to embrace um, and and the community has embraced us, and this becomes their regular spot. We have yeah. we now have a lot of regulars. Yeah, now. nice. And just so a, in just cool. a few short weeks, yeah, that's pretty awesome. That that speaks a lot. Uh, well, we're, should we get into the beer now? I want to taste yeah, a sure. few of those beers. That sounds good. Take a little break and, and get some, just little ones, right? GABF size tasters, maybe, <laughs> just to experience that. All right, let's grab, let's grab some beers. All right, so we are back. Uh, got a little tour of the place. We didn't go back in the back yet. You're gonna we can the, do that later. We'll do that later, right? So there are skeletons on the side of the building and in the tree. And I asked Jim, I was like, What's with the skeleton? Oh, Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he showed me the back, the outside area. When I came in, I just kind of glanced over there. That's great. Like, you got the picnic tables. That, that's, yeah, that's, brings some people in, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. Families yeah. love it. Yeah. Well, everybody loves everybody. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, it's a great backyard environment for people yeah. just to hang out and socialize, drink beer, eat, listen yep. to music. And you've got, uh, I, I mean, you see the trailer as soon as you come in the, the in the front door here, um, but there's some planned use for that trailer, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that, that's, that's going to debut this weekend, not this weekend, but the weekend that we release our beers. So that's our outdoor bar, um, and it's dedicated to pouring Lazy G beers, and we've been holding off putting anything on tap until we have our beers ready. And uh, it's our iconic trailer. It's the same trailer that's incorporated into our logo. And uh, I think it just creates a, uh, you know, a nice added element to the outdoor. Um, Be able to just walk up to the trailer, get a beer, um, just hang out and fun and 
all that good stuff. Yeah. Well, and, and well, someone's going to pour it for you. You don't just grab beers out of the trailer, right? <laughs> people, yeah. people would like that. Sure we would, would be the most popular place yeah. in the state if it, we had free beer yeah. from the trailer. Dude, you just go there and you pour your own beer. It's, it's awesome. The greatest <laughs> thing ever. They're not even open today. I've been drinking beer there all day. Uh, but no, it's cool that you have the four taps coming out of the side of the trailer. So literally five. coming out five. of five. Okay. Lazy G. Lazy L A Z Y G. Ah, man, that's the the depth just keeps getting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, I feel special because you know you guys are getting ready to open right now, and the staff's getting ready for for lunch and all that. And they looked over with envy the fact that we are now getting to try Travis's beers. The first. No, the first. No, the no, first. You're, you're going to be the first. No one has had them outside of the three of us getting a little sample and yeah. giving Travis a little feedback. And, you know, do we want to add a little more hops? You know, is this one ready? How do you think it tastes? Yeah. You're going to get to taste them. I feel very special. Very special. Yes. Also, a side note real quick on the food. Poutine, not gravy, cheese, out of the tap. <laughs> yes, I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. Tots. <laughs> Tots. Tots. Bacon. Tots. Cheese. Yeah. yeah. It's all good. Yep. All right, Travis, what are we, what are we, what are we looking at here? Okay, so uh, this first beer, uh, this is a Sunshine Blonde. Now, when I was hired by uh, the Billingtons here, uh, this <laughs> was what the beer that they said, the one, one requirement, the one thing that they ask is to brew this beer. And I'll let them share the story of why, but uh, this, uh, this beer is uh, made with Pride of Ringwood hops, which is a, actually kind of a very difficult hop to find in the United States. What's it called? Pride of Ringwood. It's okay. grown, from, uh, grown in Australia. Gotcha. Okay. We, we, we now own all of huh? the Pride of Ringwood hops in the U.S. Really? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Travis no can kidding. tell you about that search. It's not, yeah. not an easy find. No. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, this is a you know relatively uh, easy drinking uh, strength, so it's about, it's about four point eight percent alcohol. Okay, uh, much hoppier than the typical American blonde ale, but uh, it still falls within that uh, that realm. So we taste it now. Let's sure. taste it. Yeah, I want, can I hear the the, the certified judges? Uh, oh no, no, we're, we're <laughs> not doing that. <laughs> His own beer. Yes, you definitely. Wow, that is, there's something I can't put my finger on because as much beer as I drink, I can't describe it very well, <laughs> but um, it is hoppy. It mm-hmm. is hoppy. Not, I mean, not overly hoppy, but it's got, it's got some hop character to it. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of hop blonde, flavor, yeah. not yeah. the bitterness. Yeah. So it's still that easy drinking blonde ale, but it has that, you know, that beauty of the, the hops flavor and aroma. Yeah. Yeah. And, and. That's fantastic, man. Like, because I think when you did, you start with this one for me from the beginning to showcase like how the the cleanliness of the beer, or the well, because that is that so the, nails yeah, this, it. This is pretty the, the, probably the cleanest uh, cleanest example of where we're going to taste today. Uh, that lager on the end will be a close close second, but uh, this was right out of the bright tank, uh, still not packaged. But uh, as you can see, it's nice and clear. And Crystal clear. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I, I mean, I, I'm still getting better at trying to identify flavors and things like that and, and put it into words. But it almost has like a little bit of sweetness to it. I don't want to say vanilla, but like a really slight sweetness to so it. So there's a little bit of a uh, um, little bit of complex malt in there, but not. Okay. 
Not a lot. It's mostly very uh, simple based malts with a little bit of wheat malt. Yeah. Uh, but that, that sweetness is coming from that malt character. Okay. Okay. This is a great pool beer, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Not at this time of the year in, in Prescott, but, no. you know, maybe Creek beer, right? Is it, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. After a few. Yeah, after a few. After somebody comes here and, and takes pictures at their, uh, takes, uh, has beers out of the trailer, they might right? end up in the Creek. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, dude, this is very good. Sunshine Blonde? Sunshine, Sunshine Blonde. Blonde. Why Sunshine Blonde? Uh, it actually was, and that was, as Travis alluded to, this was a request. Okay. Um, it was a recipe that Jim created years ago and um, actually won a gold medal. Nice. On, um, Not at the GABF. No, no, no. <laughs> you would have. You would have. <laughs> level. Okay. So impressive. So <laughs> impressive, yeah. Uh, but it's, it's named after uh, one of our grandchildren that okay. was um, tragically killed in a car accident. Oh. And we call her Sunshine Princess, always have her whole life. Yeah. And so... Um, she had blonde hair. And okay. she had blonde okay. hair, yes. Yeah. And um, and her last name was Ringwood, so hence the Pride of Ringwood hops. Wow! Um, which, as everybody said, we now own all of them in in uh, in the United States. Um, but yeah, it's it's in honor of our granddaughter. Yeah, yeah. That's well. Well, cheers to her. Cheers, cheers. to her with the sunshine blonde. Absolutely. Yep. And. Travis nailed the. Uh, they, <laughs> he's been on a podcast before. I, know. I was hoping to be the first, but uh, yeah, um, no, great job with this beer. Very, very good. So this will be, this will be a staple. This is this is going to be a flagship. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll see about fl- flagships. Is an interesting concept. Okay. We haven't yeah. we haven't quite. Uh, uh, we don't know what what's going to come about regular beers or if it's going to be a constant rotation you know we'll yeah. kind of play that by ear that's a good point, point because mm-hmm. uh, yeah i i kind of jumped to that conclusion but as uh, many people say you don't choose the flagship the flagship chooses. yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah. absolutely yeah. and and we'll have we'll have beers that will get brewed more often mm-hmm. you know, i don't know that there'll be a any beer is going to have like a permanent handle okay mm-hmm. um yeah. but certainly the ones that are popular Got to get brewed more often, and we'd be foolish not to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what is uh, what is next here? All right, next. Oh, look at that! That's that's pretty ugly. Oh, what is that? <laughs> ah, this must be it's the New England style IPA. Not very clear. No. Yeah. It's kind of hazy. Something went wrong. Yeah. But, but as you do see, though, it's not murky. It's not. Yeah. It doesn't look like a. Excrement. <laughs> I like that you chose that word. Yeah. So, all right. So, for for a guy who whose style is is based on making you know uh, these solid, simple. I don't want to say simple beers, but but with your your philosophy on on brewing beer, uh, how was it for you to to make a hazy? Yeah. You know, like, what's your opinion? My my opinions. You know, I, I appreciate that. Uh, plenty of people like the style. Yeah, you know, it's not my favorite style. I actually enjoy bitterness in, in beer, especially when in IPAs. It's yeah. something that the style inherently lacks. Yeah, uh, and uh, but I have never. This is the first my first attempt at it. Oh, really? I, and okay. I, and I think I think I, I nailed the style. Yeah. Uh, hazy. It is hazy. hazy. It's hazy, <laughs> and it's got a ton of hop aroma. It does. It's got to hop yep. flavor, and when we taste it. That bitterness is almost absent. Mm-hmm. It, 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 wow, dude. Two for two. Mm-hmm. Nice work. For the first hazy, these 
first you, Daisy. Did you guys force him to do this? No. <laughs> no. It, it, this kind of came about because of uh, the the name. Okay. Right? It, it just only makes sense. Hazy G. Hazy G. <laughs> yeah. Ah, no uh, brainer. You have to at that yeah. point, right? Yeah. Yeah. But no, dude, this is... Uh, do you guys you usually like hazies? Hazy IPAs? Uh, I drink them. Okay. Absolutely. No, yeah, I'm I mean, not ashamed to say it. Sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, we've got a few that are on uh, tap right now that we've been enjoying. So, yeah. yeah. No, it's a, it's a it's a good style. Yeah. Uh, very popular. Yep. In the last yep. uh, couple of years. Why, so. why do you guys think it, it is pie? Like, what do you think... I have no idea yeah. what made that take off. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's, like the, it's like the grapefruit IPA, you know, had a run. Yeah, You know, sure. that, that was like everybody was wanting to drink a grapefruit IPA. And, and so, you know, that's they're, they're still out there, but they kind of transitioned over to the hazy. And we'll see what's next, you know, for 2020. Yeah. As you know, I mean, with you guys, all you guys' experience, did you... Were you surprised at how how long the fad of of hazy IPAs oh, I, has I lasted? Was, you know, I was very shocked that it continued. Yeah. I thought it was going to die much faster than it still hasn't. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Well, dude, hopefully you it doesn't die go. too soon. Sure, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we've got a few kegs back there to sell. Right. right after that, then you know who knows who, who knows what's going to happen. But uh, no, that's that's really good, man. That's uh, I mean, for the first one that you that you've made, that's. It's fantastic. Thank you. I don't know if you're ready for the barrage of, of Phoenicians that are going to be coming up here now to, to drink the hazy, but, um, you know. There might be one or two. You, you, you <laughs> yeah. can get hazy and lazy all at the same place. Hazy and lazy, yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay, now we got this this right here. So uh, now, now we're moving on to uh, this uh, dry stout, which, you know, we're, we're in Arizona, so we're calling it, it's a dry heat. That's, a, oh, that's the name of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. yeah. <laughs> it, but it's um, you. You said that sometimes there's that misconception that the dark ones are the strong ones. Yeah. So this, this is this is obviously uh, you know, the, the darkest, blackest, meanest looking beer that we have here. But it's also the lightest and lowest in alcohol. Yeah. Uh, this is only coming in at four point three percent, and you know, serving it on nitro. Uh, this was the very first beer that we put through the system, and that was, uh, you know, intentional yeah. because I, I, I made this basic stout recipe with the intention of making a dry stout. But if I was plus or minus, you know, three Play-Doh on my gravity, I could still make a drink of little stout okay. and uh, just serve it as something else. Yeah. Um, but fell in range with the dry stout, yeah. so it's, it's a dry stout. <laughs> it's a dry heat. Is it a dry heat or it's a, it's, is it a dry stout? It's a dry heat. Is the name of the heat? beer. With the question mark? With the question mark. <laughs> question mark. Like, I'm Ron Burgundy? Yeah. <laughs> uh, once again, fantastic. Um, I'm usually not a fan of stouts. I'm usually not a fan of nitro. So, like, for me, this is, like, two things that I normally wouldn't get. This is great, man. Like, this is, I, I like it. I usually don't like stouts because I don't like the super sweet, chocolatey, where this, I think that's the, the dry stout right? Yeah, it's dry. It's well attenuated and yeah. um, intentionally with a, a bit of acidity that helps dry it out further on your palate. Yeah. And so it, 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 it 
throws back very easy. It does. Yeah. Just, it does. just like in the pubs in Ireland. Yeah. 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 Right? A little colder than what it is in, in are they cold? Do they serve it cold in Ireland? Yeah. No, they they okay. do it okay. both ways yeah. now. Yeah. It's naturally cold in Ireland. Mm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. 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 yes, it is. Yeah. And wet. Or, yes. Um, why, why nitro? Like, why did you decide to, so, to do uh, this? We, we have two nitro taps, okay. and, you know, it's the perfect style for uh, nitro beer. You know, nitro has been has brought about to kind of replicate the, the texture from cask beer. Okay. That's the, the whole reason that it came out, but to be able to do that with modern kegs. Yeah. And not have to ship flat beer around the world. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, I, think it's, I think it's a, in a in, at least in the U.S., it's a major improvement over, over cask beer. You go to, you go to the uh, old world and cask beer is served properly and it's, it's quite tasty. Yeah. Not so much here. Yeah, um, <laughs> got some work to do. It's got, yeah, yeah. Some, some, yeah, a lot of education and work, and it's just not not to the point uh, the point where it's a viable alternative. But uh, nitro beer is supposed to replicate that texture. Okay, you know, like, like of, of, of a classic real, real hand ale hand pump. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and uh, so that's the purpose behind it. And, and with the style, the, the, the low gravity, the dryness, a little bit of acidity, it, it just goes perfect with that texture it does it really does like i can't even imagine that flavor going with the the higher carbonation level like i think it's 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 perfect i mean i know you 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 think that i'm probably just talking up because i am (laughs) but this is awesome stuff man (laughs) nice nice i see why you guys brought him on i don't think we got into that how did you how did you bring him on like how did you find this this guy? <laughs> we got out a Ouija board, and <laughs> um, you know what? It, it was it was just fate. Okay. You know, um, timing. Timing, timing is, means everything. Timing is everything. Yeah. So, and it was a leap of faith. I, I when he came out with his family, he interviewed us. That's true. Uh, Let's yeah. Do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So. Well, we, we knew what we were potentially getting. There's yeah. probably a lot of questions in Travis's mm-hmm. mind. It's like, who are these people? What are they doing? What, what about Prescott? You know, yeah. we'd have to move to Arizona. I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of big decisions. Sure. So, um, as Jim Reese said, a, a, a leap of faith. And, you know, we we're very, very fortunate to have Travis and his family. He's got a wonderful family. And... Um, you know, we, we feel like they're settling in and, and really enjoying, uh, you know, Prescott. Yeah. How did you pitch it to your family? Like, hey, I'm going to go start brewing beer at a trailer park? What? <laughs> 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 no, no, it's cool. We're going to live in a shack in the woods. Like it's- <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But how, can you can you tell me how you guys found like how so I know you were looking for somebody that knew what the hell they were doing. How did you find him specifically? So I I, I had put job postings out on all the industry you know uh, websites and anywhere I could, just trying to attract people. And and quite frankly, the day that um, I got an email or the however you responded to the job posting from Travis, it was like. I started reading it, and I'm going like, this is someone is playing a joke on me. Yeah, yeah. It's like, there's no way he's, like, really serious about coming to a, a startup brew pub in Prescott, Arizona by Jim and Jean Marie Bellington, who have never owned a brewery or a restaurant. Yeah. So that's where it started. And uh, we, we had some phone conversations, and then Travis made uh, some visits, and... You know, I, I think 
everything just kind of fell into place for both sides. I mean, um, we, like I said, we're, we're so fortunate to have Travis here. And um, I think it's been a, you know, a good move for he and his family. Um, you know, certainly coming from where he was and being a, uh, an owner as well as the brewer, um, you know, this is, I think, probably provided some, some life Major balance. stress relief. Right. Major oh, stress relief. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I got sum it up. I got the uh... stress now. <laughs> <laughs> well, so how, so you, so Jim's posting and, and trying to find somebody. How did you come My, upon that? I was looking, you know, pretty broad. You know, I, I knew I was, uh, uh leaving, um, my, my last company. And, uh, so I had, I had plenty of time to, to, to look around, um, explore. I actually did a, a trip up to uh, Idaho uh, okay. about this time last year, doing some more exploration for yeah. the same same reason. Um, but this uh, just seemed to pan out uh, with the correct timing, which is critical. Sure. And uh, you know, I I, really, I like the town, I like the area, and I need it out of Southern California. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's not a lot of difference between Prescott and Southern California, right? I mean, (laughs) (laughs) a little bit. Just a little. (laughs) A little bit. Just a little. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you guys found him and brought him to Arizona. For me, personally, on a selfish level, because three out of four so far, fantastic. I'm going to have to make more business trips to Prescott, I think. Tell my wife, hey, I have to uh, have a a meeting up there. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) We'll back you up on that. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Just call Jim and Jean Marie. They'll they'll tell you. Yeah. Travis needs me. (laughs) These first three beers uh, we are releasing on Thursday. Uh, okay. This this fourth one, uh, you know, we're, we're not, the, the fourth one that we're releasing on Thursday is a West Coast IPA. That's still in process, but okay. we're tasting another one instead. Yeah, and this is uh, a, a lager that's uh, in, in still in process. It's lagering right now, so this is technically what we're tasting is a, is a Wickle beer, this is a Keller style beer where it's uh, unfiltered, it's still ready to drink. It's just not uh, finished. Okay, so people, some, so that can be released as a style, it like could, it intentional, could be. like like this. And, is what and we're there's going a category for. at the GBF called <laughs> yeah. Wickle or Keller yeah. Beer. Okay, and that's what this would fall under. Uh, but uh, so this is uh, a, a pre-prohibition style American lager. Okay, so it, it has still brewed with uh, some adjuncts, some corn, but it's got a lot of hops, a lot, lot more than you'd find in any uh, uh, macro. American lager. Gotcha. This, where the, in those macro style, like an industrial American lager, they're using a couple of ounces per barrel. Okay. This is over a pound per barrel of hops. Wow. Gotcha. Okay. You like hops. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who doesn't me like too. hops? Me too. I was going to say, me too. Thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah. Uh, so why, why, so what, you know, um, I've heard, you know, different people describe, you know, pre-prohibition style. Like why, why is that like a, like what it, was it just the break from making mass beer that changed the way beer was made or like- I don't know exactly how beer became so flavorless in the United States uh, after. You know, after prohibition yeah. <laughs> yeah. but uh, it seems like uh, that was not just beer it was food you know everything went to cans and yeah that's what that was like typical just to eat like TV dinners and so yeah. sure the, the, yeah. the less flavor the better yeah and I, I just I don't get that yeah no. Well, thank you for making a pre-prohibition style with more flavor in it. Yeah. <laughs> well, th- so I mean, hops aren't really used for anything else other than beer, right? Uh, yeah, v- very little. Yeah, very little else. So I think maybe prohibition caused like, hey, there's no reason to grow hops if we can't make beer. So maybe there just was a. Well, it, it, before prohibition, even uh, 
the beer, most of the beer made in the U.S. was was made with a combination of American grown hops and European hops uh, gotcha. because there was, wasn't enough hop production in the United States. I mean, you had all the Germans that migrated here. You know, that's where a lot of the some of the first breweries in the U.S. were all Germans. Okay. Yeah. Um, you look back east and into the Midwest, and so they probably brought those hops with them. You know, and so they were using probably a lot of German hops in their beer. Yeah, for sure. And this uh, this particular beer also uses a combination of American and European varieties. Excellent, man! Another good one. Another good. How will this change as it be- goes? It'll from become this to- cleaner. So okay. you can see that there's some yeast haze in there right sure. now. Yep. That'll drop out, and it'll become bright, real clean and crisp. Right now, it has a little bit more of a body to it, and a little bit more uh, distinct flavor from from that stuff that is in suspension. Yeah, gotcha. Nice job, ma'am. Nice job. You guys, nice pick. Good job. Oh, yeah, we know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. Well, thank you for, for allowing me to taste these. I'm, I'm, I feel honored that I, I get the, the, I don't even know, I'm overwhelmed by the beauty of these beers. <laughs> you, you, you've just done what everyone else in this town, maybe in the state, has been wanting to do. to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you, and you, they got to wait another week. That's right. That's right. Yes. So you, so, can go, you can go home and tell everybody about the beers that they can't have. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that's big. That's big in the, you know, especially if you get into the, into the, the beer enthusiast category. Oh, yeah. You know, they're like, what? You had something? Like, yeah, man, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to have to go up next week. Uh, but, uh, guys, thank you so much. Uh, is there anything else that – well, let me ask you this. What is the – what's the plan look like for you guys? What's the vision look like for, for Lazy G? Well, we're, we're a brew pub. No. So um, the beer that's going to be brewed here is going to be consumed here for the most part, either on draft in, in your glass or in a growler to, to take home and enjoy. Uh, we may do, you know, a little bit of, um, you know, distribution locally to bars and restaurants that want to put our beer on. But uh, that's the plan. You yeah. know, we're, we're not looking to get into packaging. Uh, you know, we believe that, you know, the beer is, you know, best enjoyed, freshest, you know, and that's done here at the brew pub. Yeah. Uh, we can control that. You know, yep. once it goes out of this building, there's no telling, you know, how it's being handled. And sure. Yeah. And that beer may not be the same beer that it was intended to be. And yeah. that's exactly what drew me here in the first place. Yeah. Uh, is that, that, that concept. You know, I, I was talking with a few other people, and uh, it came down to my product that I create uh, being able to be served fresh and the way that it's intended instead of finding it in a can that's six, nine, 12 months old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like I, I did for some of the other people that I was talking to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, you're like, mm, no, no. <laughs> yeah. That's a really good point. And, and I feel like that, I, I mean, I guess it, it goes with the vision of, of the place you're opening, right? Some people open with the point, hey, we want to get to distribution. We want to be on Circle K shelves. There are other people like, like you guys, like, dude, we want to have a great community spot for locals to come in. I mean, already you're seeing people coming in. You guys just opened for lunch. People are starting to come in. Um, and to have that control, like you said. Um, I talked to uh, uh, Brian Helton, and Brian Helton's a big advocate of, he's like, it's cool to see my beer tagged in Massachusetts, but also a little bit like, mm, 
what does that taste like? <laughs> you know, because you get because that could be the first taste of of his beer that somebody has. They make a business trip out and say, "Oh, I'm not going to Helton. I had his beer." Like, yeah, dude, but it was sitting in a FedEx warehouse for two days, and it was thrown on it. You know, so right. yep, yeah. Yep. Well, I'm I'm sure that's small compared to what you probably saw at Russian River. I mean. Pliny is probably one of the most traded beers out there, right? Yeah, yeah. it is. It is. Yeah. And you have no control, right? And then you have yeah, no once control. Once it leaves, once it leaves, you really have no control. Yeah. I mean, you got tap lines. You got but, how are you storing you know, the, yeah. We, we, we will be ser- serving uh, beer out of growlers here. And yeah. so we're going to trust that our customers are going to go and, and drink it on a timely matter sure. instead of <laughs> shipping it across the country. You should yeah. have some. And there's a disclaimer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, you drink should have it now. somebody, you say, okay, you want to take a growler, you have to go over here and you have to check in and someone has to give you, Travis has to give you a two minute, okay, here's what you need to do. <laughs> Sign this do agreement. Not, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're going to follow you home. You will not mistreat this beer. <laughs> That's right. No uh, beer I'm was a- harmed in this process. <laughs> exactly. I think it's a great idea. So you guys can use that once again, just like the cheese tap. That's you know, <laughs> that's my gift to you guys. Uh, but uh, no, that's awesome. Love this place. Love your guys' beer. Um, I can't wait to try that poutine. So, yeah. and I saw a Reuben on there. I, I got to narrow it down. Oh, uh, the Reuben oh, is so to what die you do, for. you get the Reuben and you do the poutine as your side. Yeah. Done. Done. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, thank you guys. Uh, I'm really excited to see see where you guys go with this, and I will meet. I'll be making trips up here quite often at this point. So we look forward to seeing. Yes. Awesome. Well, thank you guys. Thank okay. you. All right. Thanks. thanks. Cheers. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode. Next time you're up in Prescott, make sure you swing by Lazy G. Get some food. Get some beers. Just hang out. Enjoy. Prescott, enjoy Lazy G. Tap That Easy is part of the Hopped Up Network, hoppedupnetwork.com. It is a network of independent craft beer podcasts across the country, bringing you the stories behind American craft beer. So go check it out, hoppedupnetwork.com. Rating and review on iTunes is always helpful for us too. Help us spread the word. We appreciate that. If you do a rating and review, take a screenshot, send it to us. Eric at tapthataz.com or on social media, and we'll send you a swag bag. So really appreciate all the support from you guys. And we just just really appreciate you always saying awesome.